ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जॉय टू यू फ्रेंड्स वी रीडिंग अबाउट कृष्ण ट्राइंग टू अर्ज अर्जुन एंड नॉट टू गिव अप दिस स्ट्रगल not to feel that he he can't fight his own lo- own nature the there's got to be a resolution somehow if you want to find success in life you have to put your energy into it and if your energy is divided some of it going one way and some going the opposite way you won't succeed in fact this is the truth that people who have been earnestly seeking god and turn away from god they don't succeed in this world they have they have uh, given in to the downward pull but there's always that feeling i've made a mistake i've earned the inward division that people feel in their own hearts is enough to keep them from succeeding and so it is that people like that ruin their lives it's not as if they can go back to a life of success as a concert pianist or a businessman or anything nothing works for them all things forsake thee who forsakest me this is in the hound of heaven by Francis Thompson an absolutely beautiful poem and it talks about god like a hound chasing after this deer and the deer always running away and uh, we think that if we run away enough we'll find what we want but it says all things forsake thee who forsakest me it isn't that they really forsake you but in a way people do in a way they sort of have they they too because everybody has god in himself everybody knows that there's a higher way to live live even if they don't feel drawn in that direction and so there's always a certain amount of contempt for somebody who fails in his ideals an affirmation to the contrary notwithstanding people do somehow feel he's made a mistake even if they didn't believe in what he was doing he's made a mistake he believed in something he gave it up how can i trust him what can i do for him and so you will find that in the um giving up of your energy in any way uh, that energy which was committed you can't turn it around this was the great mistake that freud made in thinking that if you go down in the lower direction to your lower instincts then you will uh, finally get it together and you'll have peace of mind you'll never get peace of mind there is always that understanding inside that i am something more you can fall very low if you want to keep living in a worldly way master said you can fall as low as a level of a germ terrible because even in that fall there's always that feeling i've left something worthwhile and i'm more than this what am i doing in this body when you read about animals with extraordinary abilities ten uh, intelligence and so on it seems quite probable that those were human beings who fell and uh, have to rise again usually as i've said before if you do fall it's only for one incarnation and then you come back it's only if you go on repeatedly repeatedly and the satanic element in this world is a reality and don't overlook it but if you keep falling repeatedly then you may be thrown farther down the 
the ladder and even all the way to the bottom. But remember, there is this constant pull inside toward higher truths. You may fight it, you may ignore it, you may say, I don't, I don't want to live that way. I want to steal people I want from people, I want to rob people, I want to get power and uh, fame or ignominy, whichever. But you will find that, as it says in the Bible, the wages of sin is death. But the death in this case is the death of happiness in yourself. No other death is involved. Plenty of murderers even die peacefully in their beds. But there's always something. If you kill somebody else, you kill something much greater in yourself. You can't get away from yourself. So you might as well learn to live with yourself. And to live with yourself means to understand that you have these different conflicting energies. Learn to direct all of those energies in a good way. Now, I was reading recently the life of Michelangelo Buonarroti, the great Italian uh, sculptor and artist painter. And uh, one time he did a sculpture of a beautiful pietà, and he overheard somebody saying that, oh, somebody else did that. And he was so angry, he went in at night and defaced the statue by carving his own name on that statue. This kind of egotism is very common among uh, great geniuses or people of great ability. And you may think that, therefore, to become successful in this world, I have to be an egotist. No, he was about the top of his profession. But if you look at what he did, it's not necessarily always inspiring. Look at the judgment in that painting behind the uh, chapel, in the, the, behind the altar in the Sistine Chapel. There is God, all the damned on one side and the saved in the other. And God is there with his arm like this, casting these devils, these fallen souls into hell with almost as if fierce glee. It's by far from an inspiring uh, painting. All his energy is going toward damning those poor benighted sinners. The, the, uh, when the ego is involved, it becomes judgmental, it becomes proud. There is always a block. It is true that when you can have complete faith in yourself and in what you're doing, you can do a thing much better than if you don't have that kind of faith. But if you can have a faith that, yes, you can do it, but you're not doing it, he can do it, and there's nothing that he cannot do through you, that's a much higher kind of faith. And the kind of art, if you're an artist, that you will produce will produce uplifting things, which much of his work was not. It was expert, it was incredibly well done, but it was not necessarily uplifting. Even the Pietà, you see Jesus uh, just sort of um, collapsed there in the arms of Mary. But really, the death of Jesus was a great inspiration. He had conquered death. He had risen above pain. He had risen above people's uh, um, opposition and uh, calumny and everything. And he knew that the only thing that was worthwhile was bliss. Really, people misunderstand the crucifixion. They think of the pain Jesus went through. They don't know that the pain he suffered was people's ignorance. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And that is a pain for somebody who's come to this world 
only to help them to know what they're doing, only to help them to understand. Remember, the greatest things that can be done are done when there is no sense of ego, even though great geniuses usually are egotistical. I remember Beethoven wrote a letter to Haydn, something about when we meet, I'll thump you and bump you and sort of uh, kid you along as if he was looking down on him. That's not right. And that was the fault in his music, which you can hear too. But when there's egoless music, when there's egoless painting, when there's egoless anything that you do, if the ego, the ego has to be there. But if you use your ego to do a good thing and let God give you the power instead of thinking, I'm doing it. See, ego is not what, ego is a question of the direction of your energy. If it's deflected away from yourself toward what you're doing, and this is what Michelangelo did too, but if it's also tuned into the source and feel that God is here to inspire, then how much more you'll be able to accomplish. So think of him as the doer and don't allow the opinions of other people or your own self and your own pride and self-accomplishment, don't let that get in your way and you'll find that then all your energy flows in one way. But ego takes it downward again. So do live in those ways. God bless you.